Welcome to In Bed With The Films We Love, a podcast in which we discuss the films that we love and why we love them so much. I'm Ethan Crane. And I'm Talia Ripley. And in today's episode, we're talking about the 2015 film Magic Mike XXL, directed by Gregory Jacobs, which is actually a sequel to the original Magic Mike directed by uh, Steven Soderbergh. Um, and this, unsurprisingly, a film about male strippers is uh, is Talia's film. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, tell us about your history of watching this mm, film. Okay. Yeah. So I watched the um, Soderbergh film, Magic Mike, because obviously, wow, it's a Soderbergh film and I love Soderbergh films. And it's it was about male strippers, so that didn't not appeal. Um, and that's, I, I think that's a, a good film, a really good film. Um, it's 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 it has a more of an artistic appeal let's say that and that that's a big discussion i'm sure we can have later but i enjoyed it i liked it um and when the uh sequel came out the cinema i wasn't particularly interested in seeing it i think i'd heard um it certainly seemed like a cash in and you knew that steven soberberg wasn't directing it i didn't know that he was involved but actually yeah he is he actually found out that later, wasn't he? He was actually yeah. the cinematographer, wasn't he? Yeah. Which and the great. editor. Yeah, yeah. pretty yeah. key roles. Um, but I didn't know that, and I sort of, I didn't want to be bothered with it, really. Um, and then I think it was actually you, you mentioned that some of your, um, some female friends of yours who are sort of younger, um, sort of vaguely academic feminist yeah. young women. Well, not even vaguely, very academic feminists. Very they work in the gen gender department at the university. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay. So, yeah, yeah very, yeah. you know, much uh, that line of women. And and they, they, they'd they seen it and really liked it. Not just really liked it. They could not stop going on about it, really. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. So they were, so, oh, okay. I think you agreed so, and watched it from there. And I've, I've, watched it a few times since then. <laughs> I have, I have, in the practice of, uh, oh, probably watched it a couple of times with you. I might have watched it with a group of female friends as yeah, well. Yeah, I remember inviting them around, too. yeah. Um, and sometimes if I'm doing a night shift, I might watch it the day before I do a night shift when I can't so sleep. So let me get this in quite quite early because as, as you say, well, this is a film about, about male, male strippers. strippers. So. I'm going to let you get a little bit of justification as to why this film is something more than just watching men take their clothes off. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, which is kind of getting into the next section. Then, true, yeah. true, yeah. But just in a, in a general sense, why? Because why, this isn't just a film about male strippers. No, and, and I should say as well that I love this film. It is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And so for, for me as a guy, a straight guy, I wouldn't necessarily be interested in a film about male strippers. But no, somehow I don't think you were the target audience. No. But it is. Okay, so, I mean... Actually, so I want to jump into what really gets me. So um, okay. just to say, because I think the thing that really got me at first might not be the thing that you loved. Okay. But I will, I'm sure we'll explore and get to that point. But the thing that I really enjoyed a lot uh, were the things that didn't happen, if you like. That was the first thing that got me. So what I mean is, is things that it didn't um, jump to degrading or insulting certain female types and characters. Now, if we go back to Magic Mike, um, great film, very jolly, blah, 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 um, as well as having kind of quite a nice... Not uh, as jolly as this one, actually. No, yeah. no it's not. Yeah. Um, but it had, 
you know, great work from Matthew McConaughey, which is, you know, yeah. a, a pleasure to watch. Um, but there's one scene in it where at the, the so that film is based in a, in a club and uh, there's a woman who's a little bit, a little bit overweight and one of the strippers is picking her up and obviously does his back in picking her up, doing some move. And, um, and I, you know, I think it was supposed to show that this is something that, you know, that's bad for him. He's not, he maybe he's out of work for a while, you yeah. know, and it's not, wasn't completely played for laughs or anything, but also it was, uh, you know, it was, it was not showing positive, you know, showing any overweight woman is in a very negative way. And yeah, yeah. her is a, a bit of a punching bag in, in a way for a joke about, about that. And in this film, there are well many types of, of various women where I was sort of uh, holding my breath, thinking oh, they're going to take the piss out of this person. So obviously you've got the first one is the clerk in the um, service station in yeah. the gas station. Yeah, that's my favourite scene. <laughs> it's a great. Scene. So, so I mean, I mean, just but she is a woman who's obviously she's a, a little weighty she's not the most attractive woman um and she's she's kind of coded as a little bit poor as yeah. well this type of woman who is almost always going to be bashed in really yeah. in, in culture opposite culture and especially this beautiful man comes and does dance for her and it's not and it's just all positive so it's just the fact that she's you know they don't mock the fact that she's miserable they don't insult her they don't throw any insults at, her at all they say she looks she looks like she's never smiled in her life or something yeah. but not it's not that's the worst thing they say about her and everything else yeah they're, they're not really about, condemning her for that they're just no, saying just this saying, is a this woman who would be really is, hard to make yeah, smile yeah she's had a miserable yeah. life really. yeah so that was really that lifted my heart when that happened yeah um you've also got uh at the at Rome's place, uh, in particular, you do have some, and and also later on at the, the big convention thing, you've got some a really you know really quite larger women, yeah, and they and that's not you don't have the repeat of the kind of uh, thing that you have, yeah. where oh my goodness can't lift this woman up because you know they they are you know they're treated very respectfully, and you've got the very much older women in the in the Andy McDowell scene. McDowell yeah. And because you think, oh God, this is going to be awkward, and it's great. Yeah, just to, just to, while you're talking about that, um, one uh, review I read in, in a magazine of this was talking about um, how the uh, journalist had gone to see this with her mum, and mm. she said, says she was sitting there, and then as it, as it got to the scene, the scene with Annie went down, all the middle-aged women there, she said she could feel her mum start to shrink next to her. Mm. And sort of go, oh, and right. and she talked to her afterwards, and she said, and her mum said it because like, it's so familiar when you see a scene like that in a film, and you think these women are going to be ridiculed now for whatever they do, and and she said, and she was so delighted that they weren't. She said, yeah. and I think this is the greatness of the film, really, isn't it? No one is ridiculed in this film at all. No. None of the women, none of the men, no one really at all. It's a very yeah. kind, kind film. Yeah. I was just remembering, this is kind of random, a little bit off tangent, but I remember being quite young and watching a film with Fred Astaire, I think, Fred Astaire is in it, um, and as a bit in his older days, and my mum being really furious about this film, so it's like they're, I don't know, soldiers at war, something like that, it's a bit of a musical, it's this crappy film, I'm a, maybe I'll try and find out what it was and put it in the show notes, but... Um, there's a part where there's a young woman, there's these three, uh, three soldiers 
or something and they're off in the town and then there's a young woman who is like the bad date so there's a you know a there's the, you know some good-looking woman and then it's her friend and somebody's got to date her or else they can't go out with the good-looking ones and she's not a she was much younger than Fred Astaire or whoever you know she's much younger than the male lead perfectly pretty but obviously made up to have glasses and therefore unattractive and she was the butt of so many jokes and it quite I remember that sort of quite firing me up in the kind of vague feminist that's way. what annoyed your mum about it yeah annoyed my mum yeah. and then and you think and this is yeah there is things to be said I would not say I think some people would say this is such a feminist film I don't really think it's a feminist film because talk, I think yeah. it's about it's actually just a about the men as well well we'll talk about that because that is quite a big part of um why it became so discussed wasn't it there was lots and lots of articles saying is this the most feminist film of the year or something which is a surprising <laughs> thing to say about a film about male I strippers think, yeah. yeah i have a feeling that in it's 2015 it came yeah. out wasn't it it was sort of obviously the initial reaction because it's a a sequel it's a sequel of um you know, a film, you know, a respected director, and it's doing the. I mean, the the plot line is incredibly wafer thin, isn't it? It's 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 it's, it's a road movie to to connect lots of set pieces together. Yeah, essentially, and it's it? like yeah. we're going on this one last ride together, guys. Come on, and it, it is laughably bad. But I have no problem with that whatsoever. But in it's this. A, but it yeah. was sort of. I think back then there was a bit of a hot take of saying, "Ha." Huh, Actually, this is really meaningful. Yeah. Now, and I think I would argue that maybe it isn't quite. So. I don't. I don't. Wouldn't say it's meaningful, but I would say its presentation of the material and the some of the, and particularly the way the characters, the male and female characters, interact with each other, is very refreshing and something we haven't really seen before. Yeah. yeah. Certainly, yeah. So talk about some more of those points, actually, some of the bits, some of the bits we haven't seen before as far as, like, the... Well, I mean, the, one of the other things, which I didn't realise when first watching it, is the... You have uh, the character of Zoe, you know, the young woman that Yeah, meets, the photographer. That Mike yeah. um, Channing Tatum's character meets. And it was actually in the second time I watched the film that there, I realised there was no romance between the two of them together. Yeah, there was flirting, wasn't there? There was flirting. Yeah. There's lots of flirting, but it sort of feels like a, a meet cute kind of, um, yeah. you know, in a, a relationship developing and then, you know, her being part of the dance at the end. But also, you notice then the last scene, which is key, in the last scene, Zoe is walking with her two female friends. Yeah. She's looking really happy. She yeah. Looks yeah. Like, the point of it all was just she's gonna she's happy yeah you know, she was a bit down and now she's happy and she's with her mates and mike's with his friends and they're together yeah and there is there, there is nothing between them they're yeah. you know they're not, nothing at all but it you know it, it to because you're so accustomed to the idea that oh, oh yeah okay so they're gonna be a couple they'll get it on yeah it's like i actually watched the film without realizing they didn't yeah um and it's only sort of it's only the second time I watched it, the bit on the the beach where he, like, turns her down. She's and you think, oh yeah, she's yeah. Was that, I was a bit sort of confused by that. I wasn't sure if he'd sort of mistaken that she was 
intending to go off, you know, and try and pick him up or whatever. Did you, do you think, did you get the impression that's what she was trying yeah, to do? Yeah, she you was did. flirting. She was like, yeah. I mean, she wasn't, she was just saying, come on, I want to explore this a little bit more. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think he kind of took that as, as that's exactly what you're trying to do, which was maybe slightly over-reading it. But, yeah, and yeah. then he has quite an embarrassed mm. way of kind of trying yeah. to back down and trying to be polite and saying, I would love to, but it's really not a good idea for me at the moment. Do you know what it made me think when I was watching it? I was thinking... I cannot remember hardly any films where a man turns a woman down who's essentially like propositioning him. It yeah. just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, women, yeah, 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 that's an interesting point. I'll try and think more. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, uh, and his um, his conversation he has with her at the... In the kitchen at Adam Adele's house. Yeah, that's a really key one, I think. It's really nice. And it's still mildly flirty, but he is... It is just very friendly as well. And he is just sort of, he's just trying to... Another, as that, that same thing I was saying about the, um, the journalist who's right about going to see the film with her mother. She said that, so her mother's favourite scene was the one with Annie McDowell and the middle-aged women, but mm -hmm. the journalist's favourite scene was, is the kitchen scene with, um, with Zoe. Oh. And, my, and she said it's because, you know, she identified herself with Zoe and that thing. And she said, Zoe's kind of like complaining that her life is shit or she's sort of explaining that her life, not complaining, but explaining that life is shit. And she said, at no point does Mike patronise her, tell her everything's going to be okay or sort of, you know, mm. try and play a protector or anything like that. He just talks to her and like, and says, yeah. it sort of like empathises with her, but doesn't, doesn't That's sort true. of try and be the big man around her yeah. or anything. And yeah. he, find, well, he finds out that somebody was being a bit of a shit. Yeah. And he doesn't say, oh, how terrible. Yeah, he doesn't try to protect her or anything like that. He yeah. just, yeah. He's he just sort of empathises and says, oh, yeah, that's that's a bit of shit. Yeah. 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 He also says that his God is a she. <laughs> which is just... <laughs> some of the, some of the, one of the uh, feminist writers <laughs> thought that was going a little bit far. <laughs> yeah, no, my God is a she. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Although, he's obviously joking when he says it, isn't he? Like, he's... Uh... Yeah. He's kind of, no, you're not going to get around me. You're not going to call me sexist. Yeah. But I think the greatest part of that scene is the very end of it, as he leaves the room. And even though they've been having this really sort of, like, quite sort of fairly heavy conversation about her feelings or whatever, as he leaves the room, he does a little twirl and goes, Magic Mike. Magic Mike. That <laughs> yeah. is... That's beautiful. Yeah. Also, the bit where he goes into the kitchen as well yeah. so just before that scene um i think they, they go down together he sort of makes his excuses get immediately, wine as soon as more or less immediately as soon as, soon as they go and have wine have a little yeah. bit of a conversation and they return to the room yeah she goes quite soon after that and he doesn't immediately follow her to the kitchen so he's not um chasing her down or anything yeah. like that he actually leaves when and i think this is another scene that needs to be discussing the other half of the room is going on is um andy mcdowell is now approaching uh richie yeah and hence i think he's like saying do you want to pop the hood <laughs> pop the hood that's such a good line yeah and and i think and it he does the challenge's face is oh jesus i can't bear I can't it anymore. Bear this. Yeah. and that's what prompts him to leave and then yeah sort of gets into the more comfort zone of the kitchen. He says something so he looks along the lines of, oh, do you know the sort of inferno that's about to start out there? Okay, great. <laughs> that's what I really like about that. I mean, this is what, what the journalist's mother must have been implying, really, was that there's just no moralising going on at all, is it? The women have no problem with all these guys being strippers. Mm. The strippers have no problem with 
uh, the fact that these are women quite a lot older than them, or mm. there's just no, yeah, yeah, no judgment going on at all, really, on any side yeah. of the side. So yeah. keeping with that scene as well, the the bit where there's just there's a lot of kindness going on as well, mm. and when the sort of shyer woman is talking about um, her husband who won't have sex with her without the lights being off or something. And uh, Ken sings her that song. But the Brian Adams song. The Brian song, which is... But everybody else is sort of looking at her. And like I said, there is no malice. There's no glee of just laughing at her. It's no. just really like, you know, even you know, Tarzan. I think he has a... Or Ernest. Yeah. I don't know who's called, yeah. Which is wonderful. It tells you so much about the relationship that they've known each other for years, but he doesn't actually know his yeah. name. But yeah. there's there's another great shot in that in that. It was a really sort of unusual shot, which when the woman you're talking about, the shy woman, is talking about. Um, I think this is it anyway. But at some point, one of the other women's talking. It might be Nandy McDowell talking, but another conversation going on, and the camera swaps to one of the other women who's not really figured in yeah. the scene and what and you just see her reaction to it and she's sort of almost overcome with excitement or glee about the whole thing isn't oh, it yeah yeah, yeah. that's during the yeah. singing the, yes. the song and yeah. she is yeah she's just like it's i'm trying herself. to do the expression my myself which isn't very helpful on a podcast yeah. but it's it's that giddy excitement yeah of, yeah of, 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 14 year old or I don't know like a, oh my goodness this is just and it's and it's kind of what the scene is about in some ways is that the you're thinking there's not many opportunities that middle-aged women have for getting giddy like that and, and they should get giddy giddy, giddy is great sometimes giddy. yeah um yes it yeah. is yeah any more to say about that 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 particular that well I have to say about that particular scene is I've never really liked Andy McDowell as an actress in the past kind of thing I love the film Groundhog Day, mm. but she, for me, is a weak link in it, really. I just don't mm. figure her as an actress. In this, she is brilliant. She is so good in this. She's like, it's almost like she'd just been waiting to play this part for her sort of entire adult life. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. got a great confidence, that, yeah. her beautiful accent. Yeah, that southern drawl that she does. She's yeah. ah, really good. Yeah. And this is the great bit where she says something about, oh, I wish I'd met you guys in my day. Yeah. And then she says, oh, mama. I'd say still is your day, <laughs> which I think I saw in the trailer, and in the okay. trailer that's played in an absolutely boom kind of uh, punchline way. It's actually it's it's almost a bit more serious. It's like he kind of means it. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah. The, the other thing that happens in in that, I think, another key thing in that scene in that scene um, is I think Tarzan saying. Uh, when well, she's so Andy McDowell, I think, is saying about how to the great squirming embarrassment of her daughter. Yeah. Um, saying how she's only ever slept with her dad. Like yeah, yeah, one yeah. penis or something like that. Yeah. Um, I have to say though, even though her daughter's embarrassed, she does pretty well because it's really embarrassing what I'm saying. She's, yeah. she's not too bad. <laughs> they seem to have a nice relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't they? yeah. Um, but then Ernest of Tarzan yeah. says something about, oh, I'm, um, you know, I've, I've, you know basically saying something along the lines of, I've had loads of women, but I'd swap it in a heartbeat to come home yeah. to, to a wife and children, but that, that ship sailed and it's gone. And everybody looks so sad. <laughs> yeah. Like they don't know what to do. Well, but... I guess, I guess you're, that's that sort of getting to the heart of the life of a stripper in some ways, isn't it? You have all these women available to you in some ways because you're this attractive, 
uh, you know, figure of attention whilst you're doing this, whilst you're doing this job. But that must be what all the other young guys there, you know, they they Tarzan's older than them, isn't he? So they must see him yeah. as their future in some ways. If they, yeah, yeah. I mean, because Richie has another line a bit earlier on, um, on the beach or something when he's. So this is earlier where he's been saying that he's he's the poor man. He's so well endowed, he can't actually get sex because women just see his penis and they're. Hey, you know, they just don't want to, they don't think, oh, I can't really show it, just want a hand job or something like that. Um, and he's sort of saying, oh, 35, man, you know, and it's, it's, I have no idea. I, I just, I mean, I wonder if, if this film is just made to please me rather than it being genuinely about men and stuff. But it is, it is that, that it, all the men are taking this as a serious problem. And it's sort of like, you know, yeah, and he wants, he wants to commit, doesn't he? I mean, I mean, what we could do, I suppose, is look at all the different characters because, um, to some extent, their their journeys demonstrated, reflected in their last dances as well. <laughs> yes. And Rich is at least very much so. Is that he he wants to he wants to have his last thing being about actually getting married. Yeah. Which sometimes he's like this is surely a woman's fantasy in some way that oh, a man who just wants to commit he's so he's so desperate to i don't know but yeah. um can i mention one more thing on my one more thing about the andy mcdowell scene mm. is um the the next morning when you know they've they've woken up and they're down having breakfast and i think mike and ken and one of the others are down having breakfast and then richie comes in and he's obviously been he's obviously slept with andy mcdowell and Annie McDowell comes in and she walks over to him and gives him a long, lingering kiss and then walks away just going, ooh. <laughs> which is, surely that, that reaction, which I did love, is, is about objectifying, isn't it? Because it's about saying, oh, Jesus Christ, he's hot. God, God, he's, God, he's like, fucking Yeah, oh. it's just smoking hot. Yeah. Which would be mm, i don't know how it would go if the genders are reversed but yeah i'm, I'm, I'm very happy with that scene <laughs> as is so in, in the sticking in the parts of the film that you really like mm. i mean as we were as we were saying earlier All of it? Sorry, <laughs> but as you're saying it is in some ways it's a series of set pieces isn't it like yes. uh not necessarily all about dances or stripping or whatever sometimes you've got the gas station scene with Richie obviously and then well then you got Rome's house but um so talk about some more of those like mm. what are your favorite bits of those I mean you haven't said much about the gas station scene yet because really... I mean, you kind of have to like almost go through it in the beginning also we're forgetting one of the earliest scenes which is the um Mike alone in his workshop yes which which, which I found absolutely delightful knowing what was about to happen as well knowing, yeah. knowing that this was about to come up that he was about to switch the radio on yeah. and the song's about to start and then yeah. be ever so slowly we'll get into this dance yeah. for it yeah. and it's it's it, yeah i think it's, it certainly bears up on repeat viewing doesn't it because yeah. that expectation just builds it up and it's great that his dance is so it's a kind of cross between a musical isn't yeah. it you know it's absurd he's never going to it, it's it's unreal because it's so beautifully choreographed and it's yeah. got, you know, he's swinging around and doing things that are far too dangerous in a workshop. <laughs> yeah, with power tools around. Yeah. But it's, it's, it also, as well as being like a musical, it does capture somebody just having a joy of dancing yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. Although, who the hell can dance like that? 
the most part. But it does it does have the kind of joyful loveliness. I think I um, that scene particularly uh, reminded me of uh, Channing Tatum's role in Hail Caesar. Yeah, which uh, I think we should also put in the show notes somewhere. The, well, the scene of um, just just watch his Hail his yeah. So for those who haven't seen Hail Caesar, it's um, Coen Brothers film where um, Channing Tatum is playing an actor who has has to learn this very complicated dance scene as a as a sailor, isn't he? Isn't mm. Yeah, and and it's so deliciously stupid, isn't it? The whole dance scene that, and you think Channing Tatum is just really good at this stuff, isn't he? Great dancer. Yeah, he is. He is very skilled at that. Yeah. Um, in fact, there was a there was a distinct sort of like hint to I can't remember which film came first. To be honest, I think Hell's Caesar was after this, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But sure. in the scene in um, Rome's house where she sort of like cajoles Mike into doing a performance mm. for for the room, and there's one point where he's got two women bent over on either side of him, and he sort of like pushes himself up on both of yeah. them. Just sort of, there's a scene very like that in that Hell's Caesar um, with, with two, two sailors. Two sailors. <laughs> Even more, and definitely paid more for laughs yeah. and sultriness. So, um, so some, something that kind of feels slightly strange to me about it is that obviously other films about you know even even the, even though the male strippers are doing their job for women's pleasure, if you like for mm. for women women's to watch them to objectify them and to. There still seems to be a fair amount of in the performances of sort of like male domination, if you like, of the women, isn't there? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, know, you know, like bending women over, yep. twisting them upside down, so they're like, you know. How does yes. that? How do you feel that fits in with? Uh, do you think it's because we have a very much a, you know, a solid line of who's in control here? Or oh, man, this is too freaking big to get into on this one. I mean, you're so. No, no, but I think it's the heart of this film in some ways because how can you? Well, in a, one of the main themes of it, really, in a way, is like how can you, how can you have scenes in which men are doing very dominating actions towards women, but it still feel like the women are the ones with who are in control, if you like. Well, I guess there's a lot of that is to do with consent and yeah. women being although although the the strippers don't actually ask for their consent when they're doing these no, things they, do they no they don't i yeah. think it's one of those things that if you go into that you know that you could be a part of that you could be sucked into yeah um into a performance like that so you i, I don't think i think all women know if they go to i mean i don't know i might have been to the old strippery thing and that there's a certain jollity in when women go to strippers there's um uh so I don't know where I'm going with this. I think I'm slightly embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> well I mean that was that was but, another but, thing yeah, I wanted to I do think okay. Yeah. I think I don't think we can get too deeply into this because essentially what you are talking about is what do women like sexually. Yeah. And um Well actually that's something else I was gonna ask oh later. Oh god, okay. <laughs> but I I think to a certain degree, yes, that's a dominating performance is fine if that's what you're wanting as well yeah. and hmm. <laughs> that's as far as you're gonna go at the as moment. far as i'm gonna go i mean maybe if you'd give me some warning i could have worked out how to discuss this in a less awkward manner um okay i'm gonna put that in the back of my head and see okay. if i can come up with something better there are i'm sure there's are other beautiful what i was thinking 
on more of the feature viewings, which I've, you know, I've managed to get find the time to do in this film to give a proper study. Yeah. What what I've also thought is that the the themes that's coming out is the well, people would call it a, like a bromance film. Really, it is about the men. Yeah. And it is about their relationship, and it is about their vulnerabilities and yeah. how they're open to each other. And it's I think it's interesting that this film obviously Matthew McConaughey was you know the biggest star who was in the first film. Um, and he and I mean Alex Pettifer, I yeah. think, who's the other, who's the kid, the other he? kid yeah. who apparently did not, as an actor, Alex Pettifer and Channing Tatum did not get on well. So right, that might be part of the reason why he didn't come back. Matthew McConaughey probably couldn't be asked as well; had other fish to fry. But um, I don't think it would have worked very well because, although Mike Mike's a sort of like an alpha male, isn't he? But he's not. No, yeah, but he's not dominating. dominating. He he. he... He keeps on the same level as the rest of them. Yeah, he? yeah. He, he does. Yeah. But Matthew McConaughey would not have. No. He was the boss. I mean, you know, he was the boss. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. His character was. But also, he he throws a lot of alpha energy out there. And that's not the case with the, the other actors, that the, the characters. They're, you know, they're quite vulnerable. They're all a bit... Um, they have flaws they're all upset they're all they all know that what they're doing is a bit desperate and yeah. a bit pathetic really and they should they need something else in their lives this can't be it because although i do like the fact that i think it's tito um at one point says says um i never feel as good as when i'm out on stage so all they even though they know it's a bit pathetic and they might end up like tars and you know alone no relationship kind of thing they do get a massive buzz. They're not. They're not going to deny. They get a massive buzz from doing yeah, it as well. This is true. Which I think is a good thing to show. But yeah. I love that the film. It does follow them through in there because I mean, the the as a group, they're a bit broken initially because Mike sort of left them and they're yeah. sort of pulling him back in. There's a, I don't know. You could argue about the 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 skill of the story or the the depth of the story, but there's a kind of a fist on, particularly between Ken and Mike. Yeah. Um, and they have their high point when they they have a good point when they go to the uh, to the to the drag show, and that's all jolly. Um, then they have that kind of Ken and, and Mike having a bit of a fun yeah, which is a brilliant thing to do, isn't it? Because it's kind of like saying, "Oh yeah, this is how men work things out. They fight each other." And the show is just really pathetic; it doesn't work at all. It's and like you know and Mike's going, "Oh yeah, that, that just didn't work." Did it? Ken's line is, "I'm sure it's like it wasn't awesome." There are much better ways to handle that shit because yeah. Ken is into his chakras and meditation yeah. thoughts. And Actually, like while you're talking about the drag show, I think we should mention that as well in being that, you know, five, five um, alpha guys not afraid to go and perform at a drag show. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, and, 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 you know, in, in the southern United States, that's probably quite unusual. I, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I, I would think so. I yeah. don't know. I mean, they're... And then also a little bit later on, there's, um, there's a couple of points where you have to you have two men sharing a double bed. Yeah. And at no point is that ever that um, what's the phrase? There's a kind of gay panic. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah. my god, two with two men and yeah. you know nothing. Like that. They're just they don't they don't care. Yeah. Um, it covers. I mean, the film covers a lot of things like that, doesn't it? Because we haven't talked about the sort of like the race aspects of it as well. Either the fact that Rome's Rome's yeah. house is essentially uh, a house of black strip, black male strippers for black women, really, yeah. isn't it? Like, almost primarily. I mean, 
And I, I really like the fact that she, she says that um, Mike's nickname used to be White Chocolate because he was the odd odd guy out there because he was white okay, compared well, to everyone yeah. else who was black. And I mean, it's and it, I think that's quite well done in some ways. It doesn't sort of labour the point really, but you kind of get yeah. the point all the same. I yeah. mean, I'm really freaking squeamish about ever discussing race as a you know as a white woman. You go white and then white boyfriend. Um, you, it's it's awkward, and I don't know how it takes. But it does feel, it was, you know, it feels unusual to me to see, because all the women are obviously, they're well off, they're paying for this, they're yeah. kind of middle class black women, um, and very, very beautiful men as well. Um, I mean, I know that, and we can talk about this in later sections, I know that some people, trawling through what people have said about this, that, you know, some people, I did manage to find an enormously long, wordy essay that was uh, a critique about it, a Marxist critique, which <laughs> um, is, yeah, quite long, but <laughs> criticising, and you can always criticise something, but saying, oh, well, sort of Rome's house, uh, this was, it's almost like the, the all the black strippers are trapped as if they are, you know, in the, I don't know, in the plantation house, something like that, it's like they're bonded, don't make yeah. it fake, anyway, <laughs> there's always academics, can yeah. do that but I thought yes but I'm not going to make any comments saying yeah this is great for... but I think the main the main point is that like you say it's a portrayal of black middle class women who ha obviously have lots of money and sort of thing this, this isn't uh, you know this isn't a stereotyping of poor black communities or anything no, like that true. which is, which and, is a um, good thing. Yeah. Uh, Rome Jada, Jada Pickett Smith yeah is brilliant yeah well. she is she's yeah. so got such control and yeah yeah oh, i said there was somebody else who was up for being playing her character um and she came in quite at the last minute i believe a man was supposed to oh it's going to be a man yes well, i don't know that would have worked well at all actually yeah i know i yeah. think that would have been rubbish but, yeah um but yeah yeah but she's managed it yeah beautifully yeah yeah I did like the first time I watched it as well, because you only know this person is called Rome that Mike's going to go and try and find and see. And you, he does, he opens the door to that guy. Yeah. And he just says, he's like, like, evening, all right, or something like that. And then walks past to get to, Rome comes out in like barely wearing anything. <laughs> yeah. And you just, and initially you just think, oh, so this is the guy that runs it and his kind of, you know, woman kind yeah. of thing, and she's weirdly kissing. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it's quite, it's quite nice. That yeah, it's, it, it's that kind of format. But um, yeah, and the scenes in that club, that's where you've got the very large lady that the guy is, you know, serenading kind of thing. Yeah, oh, and you've got Donald Glover <laughs> pops out of nowhere, looking about fifteen. Oh, he looks, yeah, he looks yeah. so young and. Ah, oh, he's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, I love his. I love. He's probably my favourite character. If I was going to pick, if I, if I had to go out with any of them, I think you'd, you'd pick Donald Glover because his his special ability is just listening to women. Yeah. <laughs> well, he. I mean, he's not really. He doesn't. He's not really a stripper like the others, is he? He's more of a um, slam poet, isn't he? In some yes, ways, yeah. He is. Yeah. Um, Which I guess is what Donald Glover himself does isn't it yeah. and i love so you've got this energy where he drives them off um 
to the sort of the, <laughs> the next scene. He drives yeah. them to the drives next scene. Drives to the next scene, yeah. Um, but they are, he's, he's sitting in the front talking to Ken. Yeah. So sort of Ken has a bit of a kind of, you know, he has a bit of a crush on him. He, he obviously likes him. And he's talking about his music and he's saying, well, I'm putting some stuff out. But he says, well, if even if I got big, you know, if I got really famous, I think I'd still want to do this. Yeah. There's a part of my brain that loves the idea of this being true. And Donald Glover still does. Like once a month, he does a night at a strip club. Because uh, they have, and that's one of the best lines of that conversation as well, saying, um, yeah, because you know, man, because we're healers. Yes. <laughs> I think that's Ken that says that, isn't it? Like, no, no, I'm Oh, it's sure. Donald Glover. Yeah, it? it's right. Donald Glover and Ken is obviously like... Yeah, he's agreeing to it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you ever feel in the film, because I know there's, there's a, there was a good comment someone made, I think, about it, saying that... Um, because Zoe, Zoe, the character of Zoe, she also is mentions that she might be a pole dancer to make more money or something, doesn't it? As well, so she's obviously does yeah. she okay? Yeah, because that I go on read the pole. She says go on the pole. Yeah. Did she mean that, or was that just simply an expression, like a like as in I might say, oh, I don't know, I would, I'd rather do this, or I might have to go on the game. I'd, I'd yeah, I don't know. I I got the feeling that they she might have done that as a. But but it's the point the point that was made in by these people was that if a woman mentions that at some point, and that, you know, a female character in a film, you often think, oh right, so because this is a film like Mel, you'll probably see her stripping at some point as well, as you know, and and that never happens. You never never see her oh, being okay. yeah. So uh, I yeah I yeah I didn't I I just thought people had mistaken that right okay, um, but what I was thinking well, that made me think about you know, films about female strippers, like that rather dreadful Hustlers that we watched. Yeah, yeah. Some, a lot of people like that film. But... Yeah, um, I, I really didn't. But, um, and a lot of the time, you can't help but feel when you're watching films about female strippers that there's a fair amount of exploitation of, well, not just the characters of the strippers, but also the actresses who are playing the strippers as well. You know, they are actually asking to strip for the titillation of the of the male audience. In, so these yeah. guys weren't asked to strip for the titillation of the female audience. Well, no, no, but no, no, they are, they are. But that's what I'm saying. I I always feel like uncomfortable for the female actresses who are doing that in yeah. in films about female strippers. Do you feel the same way about the male actors in this film? Is it, is it bad if I say no? I don't. I don't well, no, know. no, I, I don't. I, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe one day we'll have a society where we do feel uncomfortable about men having to do that. But I mean, but it's not it's not quite equal as well, is it? Because like we were saying earlier, in these sort of routines that the male strippers do, they're the kind of dominant party, aren't they, in many ways? You never get a female mm. stripper behaving in the same way, do you, towards uh, a male client? They never... Probably, well, not in the same not, thing. Not in the same Not spinning them around and, like, you know, sort of a grinding all over them in a in a very yeah. dominating way. Yeah. No. If anything, because they tend to be more hands-off and they don't yeah. want to, yeah, touch, yeah. if anything. Um, this is true. So does, does it feel... Did it feel exploitative of the the actors playing the male strippers in this film as well? That's what I was thinking. I feel I should say yes. Well, no, no I don't necessarily think. I'm not sure. I think the well, answer is yes, I mean, actually. I think this is a big question because this gets yeah. to something larger. It's about why is it, you know, 
we often have sort of double standards for men and women um and and especially about yeah this kind of thing we're asking men to perform and, and and to show their bodies and do things like that um it one thing is that women obviously have a bit more to be threatened by by men yeah as well um we have a cultural values where we devalue women um we want to sort of there are lots of rude words and, and things to be said about a woman who takes her clothes off or is any kind of sex worker of, of any description. Um, less so, you know. Yeah. Gigolo doesn't sound as bad as whore, you know. Yeah, yeah. There aren't many sort of words to badly describe male strippers, are there? Yeah. No, yeah. It's, not, it's not such a big thing. Also, the way... I don't really know how what men are like in strip clubs since I've only ever seen them in. Um, I think I did go to a strip club once when I was really drunk, but that I don't really remember. But you you see, um, just from my imagining is is that men when they watch strippers are quite intense, kind of in their own little world, and just just getting off and looking at a naked yeah. woman or a near naked woman. Sort of embarrassed to catch the eyes of the other men in there in many ways, I thought. Now, yeah. when women, and this is in my limited experience of, of male strippers, when women uh, go to see men, male strippers, it's all about a communal experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about yeah. eye contact with everybody. Yeah. And which is really well done, in, especially in the, like, the climactic scene at yeah. the, um, Com- the, yeah, the conference yeah. thing. Um, the women, they just, you, you're just looking around, you say, is this really happening? And it's all yeah. about looking at each other and saying, and just giggling and laughing your head off. Yeah. Like the um, three women who are sitting on stage when Tito's doing his, his, um, confectionery shop routine and yeah. they're all just looking at each other all the time, aren't they? And like, and there's a, I mean, there's a beautiful bit where two of them are just actually like, you can see they're whispering in each other's ear. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, this is another question that I was thinking about, um, is I know that many of the women, they've got a lot of extras in by just saying, you know, putting out a call, if you want to come and be part of this, you know, people had heard about Magic Mike, so they knew the sequels being done, so they had a bit of press. Um, and so people were more than willing to be um, paid not very much to go and watch strippers strip yeah. pro- pro- and be part of the and be part of the part of the film as well. Um, so um, they couldn't have all the women to be non-professional actors, though. Well, still like the three I was talking about who were on stage for. I think they were actors, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, I think all the people who were kind of like pulled out for individual attention, as it were. You can look look them up on IMDb, and they've been in other movies right. as well. So, yeah. but I was but those three that were up on the Tito's little bit about the 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 sweet shop thing, the the way that they were just interacting and the joyousness they had, and I was trying to think because I was thinking, okay, either they're not professional actresses and they are and they're just enjoying it, and and that's not the case because you can you can see that they're professional actresses. Or they're like really doing this amazingly honed um, method-like way of getting into character and being there and, 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 and acting in that in that way. Or the third thing is that they're actresses, but in the moment they just decided to revert to being themselves. Well, yeah, I think the last one's probably right, I isn't it? Because is the because the whole scenario would have 
like it would be so easy to just just you know just don't think about it at all just go with whatever's happening yeah. and that's yeah exactly so it's actually the easiest acting acting job ever really <laughs> i think there was one woman um i can't remember in which part of it but you, there's a there's one woman who just looks a little bit too into it and she's all like staring and she's like oh no and putting it making making her a bit her actions a bit like oh i'm really turned on and like i'm really trying and and it was just looked a bit wrong weird. yeah not um, not necessary really not necessary yeah. but everybody else they just seemed genuinely delighted to be there yeah, yeah. shocking there is an embarrassment about yeah. being singled out and awkward um i mean i know even i, th I think i think it's probably in the trivia someone on mdb like but uh, is it amber heard who plays zoe yeah uh, saying that in that final dance sequence she did know how the dance sequence went the more or less you know what has happened but i think they'd run it through once before but without a crowd and also at half speed so right she's never done it at that kind of full tilt with a with a crowd watching with the crowd and being and you feel that her reaction was really just quite of you know yeah there's, the there's some shots of her face in that and you think that was not fake so that that's delight <laughs> that, no, yeah. it's just so i mean or, or it's the best acting ever yeah but um now i'm often intrigued about uh creating i think we we're talking about with under the skin a really very different film but how you had in that you had some non-professional actors not what people didn't realize they were acting really yeah. essentially and professional actors and trying to get a really naturalistic performance is is something else and actually but well, a you naturalistic can... performance for something so extreme as watching a stripper show is maybe easier to get than, yes. um, than others. I mean, I think that's about the, as a skill in setting up the scene, really, isn't it? To get your naturalistic performance, trying to make it as real yeah. as possible for I people. I think they probably, it must be, I mean, because obviously they must have had to redo things and most yeah. film. Because then thing in time I've been involved in on anything to do with film, it's actually just really boring, isn't yeah. it? So they must have put a bit of effort into whooping it up and keeping. Yeah, it I mean they couldn't. That final scene with Channing Tatum and Amber Heard in the sort of dance in the in the, in the sort of climactic scene, there's no way that could have been run in one go, is there? There'd mm. have been you know multiple cameras, sort of different. Mm. Yeah, they've had to have done it quite a few times. Yeah. Sorry, I just thought I think I'm not sure if it is in that scene. One thing I think going back to like what you're saying about how the dynamics of the of of the dancing the stripping and that it's 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 quite dominating and things like that one I, I believe the choreographer was a woman as well so there we go that's probably not the case for actual strip shows you think i don't think i don't think oh, i'm sure there are you know, I mean, Jack was a change of job, wasn't it? Before he was an actor, he did shows like that. Otherwise, he wouldn't be able to do it so well. True. Yeah. I have no idea. If it, I don't think they generally are. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but was saying, yes, a lot of the dancing involves simulation of oral sex or cunnilingus. That is yeah. And I think women appreciate that in general. Certainly, I think that was something. What, in the dance routines? Yeah. Like that. Right, okay. That's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I just, it's noted that that happened on many occasions, and I feel there was, um, that's a female decision to put that in. Or the female choreographer's yeah. decision. Yes. Okay, that's interesting. We shall probably never know. <laughs> well, you never know. She might. <laughs>
Yeah. So some of our other um, other sort of sections we talk about in the podcast is... Um, Have we done everything that I love about this film, just to make sure a quick run... Oh, I don't know. No, you can... If you've got some more things, please do. Golly, I don't know. I think so. I just could talk about this film a lot. There's a lot in this film. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've actually talked about the um, the gas station scene quite enough. Which no. Is, which... I think... Oh, that, that, that's another thing. I'm sorry. I was going to say, you know that earlier you said about how it's very accepting, very accepting of an older woman, a larger woman, all these kind of things, yeah. men's vulnerability. The other thing it's so accepting about is is drug taking. Yeah. There's a point, I think quite early on, somebody's just passing a joint around in a very casual way. Yeah. That just seems a nice thing to do. And then, of course, the gas station scene, which is also the kind of climactic men, kind of like, we're getting together, we're doing this now, this is, yeah, we're, 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 we're a team is all the product of Molly, or MDMA, yeah. as, as, as we call it here in England. Um, and and their portrayal of that is fantastic. Especially because it goes from, they've been having a little bit of a sort of argument, haven't they? Because Richie's just throwing Mike's phone out the window. Yeah. And they've been sort of, you know, there's a little bit of friction between them kind of thing. And then Mike's been saying to Richie about how he should do a different routine, like he doesn't want to be a fireman, does he? And they were going, oh, what are you talking about? We've got our routines kind of thing. Mm. And then Tito hands around the sort of little tin of Molly to them mm. all, and they're going, oh, yeah, breakfast of champions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's obviously going, I think quite... the scene is we're, we're going to be fucked in an hour. Yeah. And then it says, obviously a few minutes later, it's like something. 54 minutes later. <laughs> so and they're in that wonderful... Oh, yeah, yeah. Really intense conversations is, with each other. Yeah. yeah. I felt it very likely that most of those men had direct experience of taking MDMA. Well, possibly in that scene. I don't think in that scene. I think that I know scene. Channing Tatum's eyes were so thin. <laughs> like... I'm sure. But there, yeah, there was something, the way they were so sort of, you know, and then he's like, oh, I can't do it, you know, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to dance like you. And he's like, yeah, you just... You just need to, like, you know, really make a woman, you know, just think about what you want to, you know, I just, I made up that routine by just thinking about what I wanted to do to this really beautiful woman, and I just went with it, and I would knew, I want you to just make this woman smile, that's it. And the, oh. the routine is absolutely fabulous, like the, the going to the drinks cabinet, taking a drink out, and then squirting it everywhere across the room as he turns around. This, yeah. <laughs> and then it's water ejection yeah and then slinking up to the desk to ask him to pay at the yeah. end <laughs> how much for the chinos in the water <laughs> yeah. oh and the, and the way they're all outside yeah egging him on, egging him on really, yeah. really happy. so that's an example of drugs being great really yeah. Although, Although they not do... when you're driving. Yes. Well, I think that was more a problem, less of drug taking and more of deciding to go in the circle and closing your eyes whilst well, driving. Well, you would have made that decision if it that's, that's, that's true. Though. I think yeah. that's probably linked. But that's, yeah, yeah that's great. Um, yeah. yeah, and the, the, the bonding as well, because yeah. that's how I say so. That you've got that peak. You've got afterwards. They're all a bit low and they're all unhappy. They're, they're in the hospital, going, out. "Oh, we're all coming down from the." Yeah, and they're, yeah. they're shouting at Ken with his chakra healing and <laughs> arguing. But then they get back on it. They're sort of positive. It builds up again, um, and obviously it peaks at the end. And it's this lovely. And I, I love the fact that they're all gathering in. The wonderful line that you can't forget of, of um, 
from Rome saying it's not bro, it's not bro time, it's show time. <laughs> yeah. And then they all get together and like, what are we? We're male entertainers. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. we haven't talked about all the other stripper acts that are going on. In, oh, um, in the in the uh, conference, in the convention, oh, convention yeah. Which is, oh, the background—it's almost like a—it's almost like something out of Wayne's World or something, isn't it? With the, with it's the, just, I mean, I'm a, I imagine the easiest way to do it is to get real stripper troops to just come in. And there's do a there's a warming up. A Neo from the Matrix stripper. <laughs> yeah. There's some Roman centurion strippers. <laughs> and of course, the greatest thing is the. Um, Oh, what's the vampire ones? The oh, yeah, the, uh, Twilight. Twilight. Yeah. Oh, my God, they're doing Twilight. <laughs> also, I really appreciate... Um, I mean, one of the things we could say in the evening better if... I, I think some things about some of... We'll come on to that in a second. Okay, yeah. but so, what I was going to say, some of the actors, they're not all wonderful, I think, in some ways, but we... The main, the main guys, you mean? Well, some of the, um, what I was going to say is that Richie, yeah. as an actor, I do like some of his face work. <laughs> Is some great looks he gives, and one of my favourite ones is when he's looking through the curtain at, twilight. at the twilight lot, and he's just mystified. <laughs> Can't really work out what's going on, and just like what? But yeah, he's got some beautiful. Yeah. Face. Oh, okay. I was thinking. I, think, I was hmm. thinking just about the actors and thinking. I guess you know. I guess they're not. And we know that Channing Tatum had a had a um, career as a stripper before he became an actor, mm. so. He obviously knows what he's doing as far as his routine goes, but I wouldn't. Would or, or do you know anything about the other actors? Did they had any sort of background of that or not? Or they, or they all learnt it for the film? You think? I don't know. I know that. I don't think they did necessarily because I heard something about uh, the guy. The name. The guy who plays Ken. Yeah. Um, him talking about being at a family wedding, and. He said, then I started pulling out some moves from, from, from Magic Mike. And he said, and, and that didn't go down. <laughs> I said, oh, stop doing that. It didn't work. Yeah. So it felt like his background in dance was based around his, uh, yeah, his work there. But he right. doesn't, I mean, yeah, he doesn't do, he does a little bit of dancing, doesn't he? But his dance yeah. doesn't do a lot. But um, I would imagine, that, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. To be quite honest, I imagine it a bit okay. of a range. Tarzan's dancing abilities. Probably. Yes, we don't really see him doing much, really, do we? <laughs> yeah. No. So um, I don't want to stop you if you have any more any more um, favourite bits in this. <laughs> I think I'm done now. <laughs> so um, as we as we often ask, is um, are there any parts of it where it would be even better if if um, yeah. there some things were changed? So, so as I was alluding to, I thought. If you're going to be really picky, I don't think these guys are the best, most elastic and brilliant actors in the world, some of them. I okay. think Channing Tatum is great. Channing Tatum's got a brilliant charm and yeah. he's really likeable. And I liked Richie and I thought, I'm not going to pick, but you know, some of them are not maybe um, as, as subtle as... Maybe Tito would possibly say he doesn't really stand out like the others. He's just not given much material. No, he's not, that's true, he's that's not, fair. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Tarzan's there because he's enormous, yeah. really. Um, but he's, he, he does well. Oh, another great thing is the Desert Storm line. Oh, yeah. Never knew you were in Desert Storm. Yeah. So, so I don't know. No, that seems mean. But they're not necessarily the best, the best 
I, I must say, I didn't really, I didn't really trigger that. I, did, I mean, I didn't feel it was about like really great acting, if you like. It's it, not, it isn't. Yeah. I mean, the plot is is fine. Well, like I say, it's it's a it's a way of driving people from one scene to another. Yeah, driving, essentially, driving one scene to another. I, I, that's that's fine. I I would I have a one of my issues I have with it. I think is that, and I think I got this from from reading about other people's comments, particularly like the sort of comments about the feminist nature of the film afterwards, was that one um, female journalist said, yeah, it's very well thinking of this as a feminist film because of its portrayal of women and, and uh, you know, its treatment of different size women and that kind of thing. But isn't in the end it just saying that, you know, particularly like in sort of Richie's, Richie's performance, does it? It's just saying that, is all that women really want to be worshipped by men and get commitment? Is that like, that's kind of, you know... Well, I don't think the other routines aren't about commitment at all. Well, no, no more more just I mean, about what, what, what these sort of stripping routines in general mean. It's just mean, it's kind of saying that... And, and you know, and, Don, and Donald Glover's character talks about it, really, doesn't he? He's saying about what these women want is to be worshipped kind of thing. And, and this... Listen to, he didn't say worshipped. Oh, okay. I think well, someone else says worship at some think, point. Anyway, I, this is, I mean, I'm mean, just saying what this yeah. journalist said anyway. She was saying she found that slightly annoying because it was kind of sure. saying, is this all that women really want out of life from a male partner? Is there no more to it than that? You no, know? I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's very shallow and it's suggesting... Actually, I think the Donald Glover thing is sort of saying is that it works against you because he's sort of saying they just want men to listen to them. Right. In, and the, you know he's not saying they want yeah he definitely doesn't say that he he says they just want men to listen to them and if they just did that would be great you know this is actually really easy all you have to do is listen to them yeah um yeah i don't know um there are certainly you've got rome's character she's saying come on you want to be worshipped i mean it is very much come on do you want to have a nice spa weekend and a facial and yeah and be told you're beautiful facial is a bad word to use in this situation i think Oh God, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I meant yeah, as as yeah, massage. Yes, know. okay. You know, yeah, it is a kind of like a pampering weekend. Yeah. Lovely, lovely. Also, yeah, it feels it's all part of that sort of world, and yeah, that's why I don't think it's a feminist film because I think a feminist, a, a truly feminist film, I think, I, it should be about things like access to terminations to me or it should be about <laughs> uh, seriously or, or or you know genuine work issues or problems with childcare and and those are feminist issues I don't okay, think... okay but not not all f um films that have a feminist themes have to involve everything about about women's needs I don't know if yeah. it's feminist thing I think it's a film about I mean because there's hardly any female characters in it, really. They're all, all the female characters are side characters. If a, a, a film is about feminist film, it has to be about women, I think. Well, I would, I would, um, and now I feel bad kind of contradicting you. This feels very patriarchal thing to say. Mm. <laughs> Go on. But I would say that maybe this qualifies as a feminist film because its themes are very much concentrated on... So you're explaining to me what... <laughs> Go on. Yeah, Mansplaining yeah, yeah. the film to you. <laughs> Go on, I'm listening. But isn't it very much um, 
the themes of the film are about women's needs and what, what women want out of men. Does that not make it a feminist uh, film? Yeah. It's shallow as hell, though, isn't it, really? In, in well, can you, okay, can it be a shallow feminist film? <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. I'll go with that. It's a, a shallow, shallow feminist, feminist film. film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I mean, that's... I don't know if this comes under... I, I think there are other issues with it, which I think merge into... And I find this very interesting. And let's go into this because I, I think the we, our other question we always have is about is this film art? Yeah. And we'll I'm get onto that. Finally, yeah. we're yeah. onto it. I want to talk about this. Now, okay. If that's okay. Because this is wonderful. Because so I've finally got a film where I can be like, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not art. And this helps me because now this helps me grow yeah. towards what a definition of art might be. Okay. Okay. So. It's, and the reasons why, well, I mean, one of the reasons why I don't feel it is art is because I feel this was something that was a very contrived piece of work. They... What, it's a sequel? A, yeah. a it's a sequel, yeah. yes, for sure. Um, it, it, it is there to make money, you know? Yeah. There's, there's financial reasons for it existing. All, all sequels are pretty much financial, really. Okay, well, no, yeah, you I'm, don't bring up Godfather 2. No, 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 I mean, that... Just because something is out to make money doesn't make it not art. Lots of films that are art can also be out to make money. Mm, yes, I know. And every single film is out to make money. There is. I, I didn't. I'm not saying that as a particular gripe against it, but it's yeah. kind of um, another thing against it. Uh, some kind of feeling of art that art should come from a place where, of honesty, where somebody. At least some person at some point is driven by a need to express something above and beyond any thoughts of money. There's a complicated relationship between if you are an artist, you kind of need some sort of financial support somehow. Yeah. So money in art is, is, is a difficult and complex so, thing. If you have something which is you feel very much comes from a place where money was um, a primary factor and any feeling of, of a, a needing to express yourself came after that then I feel that you're you're getting away from art but the thing that I really think makes it not art is it's it's exactly what I want you know it's <laughs> no challenges to me at all it's creating these these characters which are just you know they're, they're very kind there's no they, they have hardly any problems really apart from a yeah. broken down truck at one point yeah that's it um well they are all Strippers wondering why they're strippers in That's some ways. Okay, yeah. but it's not that big a deal. They're quite happy at the end. Yeah, yeah, and it is. It doesn't. It is exactly what I want. It's. It's like. It's not art in the same way that. Um, so you're saying it's pure entertainment, really, rather yeah. than. Yeah. What does that even mean, pure entertainment? But I, I think that is what I mean. But I, yeah. I, I, I think I need to sort of. Okay, so can I sort of summarise what you just said in in if going along with our previous sort of attempts to define what makes film art or not. So you said there that what this film doesn't have, but what you feel does define a film that is art, is that there is some intention by an original creator to say something, they had a desire to get some message out or some kind of, mm. you know, and so that, that that's what you'd say about some of the other films we said that are art. You said there was someone there who wanted to tell a story about something that was important to them. Yeah. In this instance, no one really had any story that was important to them here. This was, no. yeah. I mean, yeah. there is an argument, I think, possibly Channing Tatum 
did want to share his experience as a stripper in some way. Yeah. And I know he had a lot, like he was an executive producer in the film. And he he, was, uh, he helped write this one as well, apparently. He right, writes, yeah. Yeah. yeah his, so I, I don't want to completely dismiss the fact that there might not have been some true intent behind it, some yeah. sort of vulnerable thing. But I think more than that, it's the way it feels like, like, like a chocolate brownie and ice cream. You know, there's nothing that's good for me in this film. And, and also the way it's sort of set up in set pieces as well. You feel if you've constructed a film around set pieces and you're just literally driving people from one, one set piece to another, yeah. then you're really, you're just going for the thrills, aren't you? And you're not sort of, That's yeah. certainly not a, yeah. I'm, but yeah, I'm sure there might be something that we could call a set piece picture that might still be. Yes, like yes, maybe. So What, what but, I found, you know, I was talking about finding the Marxist essay about yeah. Magic Mike XXL. And I think that um, made me think, because, you know, you and I, we are not, we're not actually experts on art, are we? I don't know if we want to share that. Should we have said that at the beginning uh, of the podcast series? Maybe. <laughs> but we are just, you know, blundering around in a, in a, in a coming or garden way about trying to, trying to get to, to, to what we mean. I think many academics would massively scoff, as I've probably said before, even the concept of saying, what is art? Um, and for the academic who is writing about XXL and talking about it with this through the lens of a Marxist kind of concepts and, 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 and um, framework, it would say, well, of course, anything is art. Anything can be art. And that's the sort of, I think, kind of postmodernist argument that there is no such thing as, you know, highbrow, lowbrow, whatever you like. You can take something, you can then critique it through any framework you might have, feminism, Marxism, um, post-colonialism, something like that. It's it's a completely level playing field. And I, I guess I don't like that. And I think most of us revolt against it. Most of us will say, no, I feel that one thing has value more than anything else. Yeah. Um, I, I, oh God, if you read that essay, I'll put the link to it in the show notes. It's, it's, it's boring as hell for one thing, isn't it? It's, yeah. I mean, it's quite... Yeah, yeah. So po-faced as well. It's but, very po-faced, yeah. it's very miserable, and it, it sucks. I mean, from one of the most joyful films, it does an astonishing job of sucking every single ounce <laughs> of joy of it out. But it yeah. also, it makes me question that concept of, um, oh, 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 let's accept everything as art, because everything has got... You know, there, there is no point giving anything a, a greater value yeah. than something else. I mean, to me, this is really important that there are things that I feel do have um, greater value. I feel that the film Victoria, for example, as you know, as we've talked about uh, previously, I was just thinking about today as it happens and just has a lot of meaning to me and, and which this film can't and doesn't. It just... This is just a happy film. This is this is the what's the name of the drug in in, in Aldous Huxley's book? Soma. Soma. This yeah. is my soma. This is <laughs> this is this makes me happy. It takes me to a happy place, and that's that's why it's one of my favourite films. And that's in there, and that's an important thing. And and you can have a, a a film that you love, but it isn't doing anything for you. It's yeah. There's um if you can sort of compare just I mean even just thinking about the films that are your films in this list, mm. the ones that you've said are art and the ones that aren't. 
I basically said everything else as well. Apart from this one. Yeah. <laughs> do you extent. do you feel is there any sense in which you feel better about liking the ones that you do do think of as art rather than Magic Mike XXL? Do you feel slightly I mean if you were would you ever ever feel slightly ashamed of like liking it? Not 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 even ashamed, but mm. sl- slightly like you're belittling your intellect or something by yeah for sure and yeah. I'd, I'd like to i mean i would certainly i've talked about magic mike xxl to people um it's quite some length really. at work <laughs> yeah so i think i've persuaded some doctors to watch it the other day um, male or female female <laughs> um straight female um and but that's that's partly a defence. I am I am mildly ashamed of liking a crappy film like that. I don't want to say crappy. No, it's it's not because because even though and I completely agree that this film is not art, I do really like its refreshing portrayals of of different characters in, and that, that's why I do think it is a feminist film. Feminist film because I do think it portrays women in a in a very refreshing way. You know, from you know, yeah. are you sure you don't mean men in a in a Different way. Well, no, okay. Uh, portray. Yeah, I mean, it does that too? Just the the male the male characters are portrayed in a refreshing way as well. But it portrays. Do you mean it, it portrays the women? Yeah, and it portrays men's treatment of women in a yes. very refreshing way. I, I guess that's what I'm saying. Men's treatment of women, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? That's yeah, yeah. The thing. Not rather. Yeah. So that's why, to me, that's why I would say it's not a feminist film. It's a really important. Or maybe it is. I don't know. Well, then we have to talk about what feminism meant. So I suppose. God, but but that, would that not go along with the idea that you know there was there was a. A trope wasn't there a while back of uh, men wearing t-shirts saying this is what feminist looks like. Yeah. So it, feminism isn't isn't a thing that just women do, is it? Feminism is a thing about working for female equality for men as well. So yes. a feminist film doesn't necessarily have to just be about women. I wouldn't and I suppose say. this is yeah. sort of saying if we smash the patriarchy, then men are going to benefit by being able to you know talk about their feelings and stuff like that. Okay, maybe it's a sort of feminist film. It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's only a label. It's like a. <laughs> I mean, I thought the interesting thing about why things are feminist film because it had me by going on and on. <laughs> and finally, fine, it's a feminist film. But there was so many, so many online essays written about Magic Mike as a feminist film, written by female journalists. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I mean, that, that's why that's kind of we were sort of discussing that in a way, really, because I probably wouldn't have even just thought of it in that no. fashion if it hadn't been for the reading no, no, those no, essays. No. Yeah. No. No, yeah. it's fine. Sorry, I'm yeah. not accusing you. <laughs> Forcing me, practically. Anyway, because of your um, your uh, mm-hmm. your uh, going on to the question of is this art, we actually missed out on the vulnerable sections of the girlfriend boyfriend test. So, if you were um, if you were watching this film with a new romantic partner, mm-hmm. a new male partner, could and happen they did... any day now. <laughs> Yeah, go on. And they didn't like it. Yes. Would that be uh, an end to the relationship? I think I would accept that. I know um, I know it's a, a friend whose partner just could not bear watching oh, yeah. Magic Mike. Um, yeah, a film that couldn't bear watching a film about male strippers. No, yeah. just was very, I don't know, awkward, just very jealous about the fact that his wife was watching men take their clothes off. And sort of, and, and sort of seeing her getting off on it a bit, I guess. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I I I I was always very curious about that actually. I'm kind of wondering what's say, going on in the head. Please, like I think we've gone into some different territories on this film. 
please think about what you're saying. And if you're going to say something that reveals far more about our sex life <laughs> than is appropriate, then stop. I wasn't going to. Oh, good. <laughs> so carry on. No, I'm wondering what that is. what that is in a guy's head that makes them embarrassed about or or uncomfortable about watching this and you know what what is the i mean it's quite an important point really isn't it why would why should a man be uncomfortable at seeing a woman's pleasure i would yeah. be uncomfortable watching to some extent watching a a, 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 a you know women stripping um and you getting off on it um a bit or i, I would be yeah yeah i suppose cross because it's yeah. so ugh, yeah jesus christ another woman and we're always in a can't, we started watching Sopranos and they're always in that strip club and I'm fed yeah. up of watching strippers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yes, that's one thing, but I I think, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously you're asking not the right person. Yeah, yeah. But it is an interesting point and yeah. obviously uh, it because, is an issue yeah. getting men to yeah. go. I did, well, again, I think this is in the it's not really art category is part of the way this film was sold. I mean, all the films are sold, but this film was really sold. Yeah. <laughs> and they had um, Andy McDowell in a press conference talking about, because they realised that one of the issues is is that, um, you know, female groups, yeah, they're right up there. They're going to see Magic Mike. Um, but you can't get, like, a date couple because the guy will go, well, I don't really want to watch film that me Yeah in that accent weirdly enough but anyway um so so i think they realized that and they wanted to counteract that and andy mcdowell said well along the lines of yeah now the thing is 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 it gets get you really quite worked up i mean i was really embarrassed seeing this film with my family because it's it's pretty i was pretty aroused actually watching it but you know so i'd say it's a good film to take your girlfriend to because it's really going to get her motor rolling you better be ready for action when you get home. Like, <laughs> that was a genius bit of marketing. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but yes, so I mean, just because a film's marketed doesn't mean that it's not have doesn't have artistic value. But yeah. Um, so what were you saying? Yeah, why why are men uncomfortable watching this? Yeah, no, I think I mean I I say like you would feel slightly uncomfortable if if you're watching a film and I, that I was you know. I was obviously getting off and watching. When you start masturbating yeah. while watching films, I, I don't like that. Can I just put on record that I don't do that? <laughs> sorry. Yeah. What were you just oh. saying to me? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was joking. Um, anyway. Okay, right. so but would I, the, overall, I think um, that this would be, that that would be fine. That, yeah, if, if a, a guy you would just start yeah, to see just not, didn't like it, yeah. Yeah, I think also... I would not see it in the early stages of a relationship. I think that's that's just a good idea. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's probably about a good place to finish, then, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, I think really, Nothing else really... left to say. I know you've been like, wanting to talk about this film quite a lot. So, uh, I, are you I, sure I, you haven't got anything else that you wanted to say about it? Please, God, no. Let me stop now. <laughs> okay. So. Um, if you've enjoyed this podcast, um, we'd very much like to hear from you. If you want to um, message us and let us know, um, you can email us on inbedwith at ethancrane.com, that's C-R-A-N-E. Or if you go to the website, ethancrane.com, you'll um, find links to the podcast and you can leave comments on the page there. And if you go on Instagram, you won't find us at all. <laughs> yeah. Or Twitter. No. No. 
Nowhere else, in fact. <laughs> Sorry about that. And otherwise, we'll see you for the next film. Thanks. Bye. Bye.